Mamma Mia subscribers, you've been asking and we've been listening. Now you can get all of your exclusive subscriber audio on Apple Podcasts. That includes everything from bonus episodes of your favourite pods to exclusive segments to all of our audio series. To link your Mamma Mia subscription to Apple Podcasts, open the Mamma Mia Out Loud page in your Apple Podcasts app and follow the prompts or head to help.mamamia.com.au. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. From Mamma Mia, hi, I'm Claire Murphy. Welcome to The Quickie, getting you up to speed daily. Last month, the Therapeutic Goods Administration decided to leave the oral contraceptive pill as a Schedule 4 prescription-only medication, rather than change it to make it available to buy over-the-counter at the pharmacy. A push to make the contraceptive pill available over-the-counter has failed after Australia's drug regulator rejected the proposal. While the Pharmacy Guild called the decision an insult to women across Australia, could there be hidden issues with allowing us easier access to the birth control? Today, we look at the pros and cons of getting the pill over the counter to find out if seeing a GP every time we need a new prescription is in our best interest. Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move, and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. Here's the scenario. You go to take your daily contraceptive pill only to realise you've run out. You need to get it ASAP because you can't miss even one of those suckers before you're at risk of falling pregnant if you're sexually active as soon as there's a breakdown in the hormone schedule. Now, you may have repeats on your pill prescription so you can toddle off and refill it that day. But if you don't, you then have to call your GP and pray that they have an opening today to fit you in before your window closes. Now imagine you live in rural or regional Australia where getting to the GP is hard enough on an ordinary day, or you may live in a town that has had trouble keeping a GP on staff. Say you manage to get in, but you do have to now be late for work or take time off during the day to get to your appointment. Then you have to race over to the chemist, get the script filled, and finally the mad dash is over. Of course, that's not everyone's experience. Many people are much more organised than waiting till they actually run out to get their next prescription. But still, those on the pill do have to take time out of their days to make appointments with GPs. And often, it's just to sit and watch as they print out the next script because you've been taking it for a while and you don't get a full health check every time you do get a new one. And that's not to mention the potential costs involved. If your GP doesn't bulk bill, you could be spending up to $100 or more per visit. Imagine then a system that allows those who've been taking the pill for a length of time and who've had no adverse reactions to simply go to the chemist and buy it over the counter without a prescription, the same way you would some paracetamol or antihistamine. After all, you don't have to go to the GP every time you get a headache or a little sneezy from the seasonal change. It's already happening in places like New Zealand, the UK, China, Greece, India and Turkey. A 2019 study conducted by researchers based at Macquarie University 
found that making the contraceptive pill available over-the-counter in Australia could save the government $96 million a year in healthcare costs and save 22 lives over 35 years through prevention of pregnancy, ovarian cancer and other complications. But faced with the decision to make that change, the Therapeutic Goods Administration last month opted to leave the oral contraceptive as a Schedule 4 prescription-only medication, which means you'll need to keep going to the doctor every time you need a new script, which means right now you can get a four-month supply with three script repeats, but you can't get a year's supply all at once. That's despite women already having access to hormonal birth control such as progesterone implants that last up to three years, during which she doesn't have to see her GP unless there's an issue. When we asked you how you felt about it, there were some distinct camps. Those who say it would make their lives much easier. I'd really love for it to be available from the pharmacy. I live in a small town. It's absolutely impossible to get a doctor's appointment, like literally a six to eight week wait. And this would just be so much simpler. Totally in support. The proposal that was rejected by the TGA had good measures in for medical supervision. Like many medications that you can be taking for extended periods of time, this would be a great option. In consultation with your GP, it's an empowering model and would decrease the strain on the health system. Pharmacists are highly skilled and capable of this kind of shared care, and they have a more thorough understanding of contraindicators between medications. GPs in my town literally print you off a script, and you're in there less than five minutes. There's no discussion of any kind. So yeah, I'd get better service and save some dollars going straight to the pharmacy, where they at least gave me a printout of the side effects. Oh my God, yes, that would make life so much easier. I seem to go through them quick as I don't take the sugar pills. 12-month supply would be amazing. We only have one doctor in our town and the days and times they're open are super random and they change constantly. The pharmacy, however, is always open 9 to 5 during the week. Those who think it's a medication, we shouldn't leave for lengthy periods before we get medical advice. Overall, I love the idea and would probably grab six months' worth. But I think some people need checking if they have medical conditions that could affect it, like high blood pressure. Are they going to be asking pharmacists to do those things? I think it should remain prescription only. Blood pressure, general and mental health checks are extremely important when taking the pill. It's not a low-risk drug. I agree. A GP visit every 12 months. It also provides important opportunities for health promotion and intervention. Males have poorer health outcomes, probably because they're not in such regular contact with the GP throughout their life. Going to the chemist is every month for my pill. It's only a 28-day pack and it's kind of annoying. So being able to grab a couple of months worth would be great, but I would never give up the regular reviews with the doctor. GPs and those who work in pharmacies had their unique take on it. I'm a GP and strongly believe in easy and reliable access to contraception for all women. I love to see patients at least once a year, though, checking in on blood pressure, family history, mental health, pap smears, bowel health, general well-being and blood tests. I do make it easy, though, if a script is lost or repeats lost by having a script service. I love our local pharmacists. I really hope our patients feel they can ask myself or our local pharmacists, anything, and we can try and help. As someone working in a pharmacy, I think it should remain prescription only and GPs should pick up their game. If patients were limited to only one pharmacy, then yeah, possibly. But as it stands, so many things could slip through the cracks. 
I'm actually a pharmacist, and although I definitely have the skill set to clinically assess and provide you with the contraceptive pill over the counter, I just do not have the time. Your GP should be conducting a thorough review of your overall health each time you visit, annually in this case, and not just printing a script and sending you off in five minutes. If the government were to provide the same funding to pharmacists to provide this service, it would definitely be something I would love to be involved with. However, unfortunately, conducting a thorough assessment and screening to provide the pill takes more time and actually costs more than an over-the-counter consult allows. And some who thought a hybrid version of the two would work better. I think first two scripts shorter and via GP, once settled in, 12-month over-the-counter annual checkup. So why didn't the TGA change to over-the-counter when other countries are starting to do so? Dr Deborah Bateson is the Medical Director at Family Planning New South Wales, who's worked as a clinician, researcher and educator in the field of reproductive and sexual health for over 20 years. Deb, what issues are we facing by allowing pharmacists to distribute the pill without a prescription? First of all, you know, we've got to look at ways to improve access for women to have as many choices as possible. So that's the main thing. But we need to make sure, of course, that we don't compromise safety and, you know, that quality of of our contraception provision. So you're absolutely right. If you've been on the pill a long time and it suits you, you know, you might think, well, you know, what is the problem? But we do still need to make sure that it continues to be a safe option for you. So we do need once a month to check in, make sure that you haven't had any change with your medical history. And we know that albeit the small risks of the pill do increase with age, for instance. So I think that's one of the key things. You know, you need a private place to be able to talk through your medical history. That's a private thing, of course. We know that not all pharmacies have that private place. And we also, of course, need to make sure that pharmacists are appropriately trained. And it's not part of their training program at the moment, but that could change, of course. So that's one key issue. And I think the other thing is just even if you know you've been on your pill, you love it for years, it's really important that everyone knows about all the available choices, whether it's a different type of pill, whether it's, you know, one of those LARC methods, we call them, you know, the IUDs and the the implants, the long-acting reversible contraceptives, or a pill that might be cheaper, for instance. So we just need to make sure you are aware of all those choices. And so we need to make sure that that can happen. And we need to make sure that pharmacies will be set up to be able to provide that service. Well, on the other side of the argument, then, what benefits would we see if we were able to access over-the-counter pills? Yeah, so I think, you know, potentially there's many benefits, of course. And, you know, we know that in the UK, they've just moved to that with a particular type of pill, the progestion-only pill, and I'll come to that. But obviously, it's going to potentially increase their access. We know that, you know, for women to get to a GP, if they're running out of pills, can be really challenging and you can't get into a GP, maybe if you're in a rural area and it's, you know, the, the GP's waiting list is very long. So I think, you know, anything that we can do to improve that access, you know, potentially through well-trained pharmacies, and a proper program, as it were, then that would be a very useful thing. I think we need as many avenues as possible. And it also hands over that autonomy. I think it's all about we're all, you know, aware of we need to ensure that we're recognising that autonomy of women to make decisions for themselves, to be able to access contraception through many different routes. And we know that some women are turning to online, you know, services. So I think it's all about improving that access, improving that convenience for women. And if being able to get to a pharmacy is much easier than getting to a GP and that can be done safely, then we need to consider that. What do you think's holding us back from transitioning? We're seeing other countries do it now. So what's stopping us from doing the same and what steps do you think we need to take to get us there if that's the way we are going to be heading? 
So look, other countries have moved. There's a lot of countries who haven't. But we know that in the UK this year, in fact, they've just made a move that changed the legislation. So women can access a supply of what we call a progesterone-only pill. Now, it's different to our traditional mini pills. And we've got a similar pill here. It's just come in in August. And we know this is a safe option. It's suitable for women with high blood pressure, for instance, or, you know, it doesn't have that risk of blood clots. So, you know, it was deemed that it was safe to be able to provide this through pharmacies. But again, the other key thing is it's a funded program. So I I think that at the moment we need to look at how we could fund this to happen because there is a potential, of course, that pharmacies, you know, they're a service and they would need to have some sort of service fee to dispense pills. And it could be that you'd end up with, you know, more expensive options. So we need to look at also at equity around costing and we need that training, as I've mentioned. But I think it's important to be aware that pharmacies already can actually dispense what we call a continuing supply of the contraceptive pill that you've been on. It's been prescribed in the past 12 months. You run out and they can supply an ongoing, well, it's up to four months worth of the pill. So that's important. <laughs> in fact, the proposal that we've, that's been up for discussion actually wasn't in some ways too much different from that. So I think it's important to be aware of that. But obviously, I think what we also need is to look at some, do some really good research because that's what happened in the UK. They had a really excellent research projects that showed it was safe, showed it could be provided in a quality way. And that gave everyone confidence, you know, the government who's funding it, the pharmacists, the GPs, because we do know that sometimes there can be sort of some anxieties around, you know, just wanting to ensure that this is delivered safely. If we can't shift to over-the-counter pill distribution, is there another way we can make it easier for women to access this easy form of birth control? and not miss a few in the space between one prescription and another. As Deb mentioned, you can get an emergency supply from your local chemist if you can prove you've been taking it already. But a 2019 study by the University of Pittsburgh's School of Medicine Centre for Women's Health found that longer prescriptions are a good alternative. Instead of having to go back to fill a prescription every four months, their study that included more than 24,000 women found that if you prescribed 12 months supply at once, it would prevent 583 unwanted pregnancies and save the health system millions of dollars in prenatal, birth and newborn expenses. A final decision on whether to allow the pill to be made available over the counter is said to be made before Christmas. But seeing as the TGA rejected the proposal back in 2015, when they considered the change last time, it seems if you want to remain on the contraceptive pill here in Australia, regular trips to the GP will still be a part of your future. That's the quickie for today. This episode was produced by myself, Claire Murphy, and our executive producer, Siobhan Moran-McFarlane, with audio production by Ian Camilleri. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of the land we have recorded this podcast on, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures. 